Hello and welcome to The Shadow from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. Today's drama, Voodoo. Major, Major Spire, tell me, just what is a hero? Well, Margot, I'm afraid that I have never been able to answer that question to my own satisfaction. But you've seen so many men under fire. Yes, I know. But the men I've seen under fire have been fighting for something they believed in. Now, I don't think you can call that heroism. No? No. To fight for what you know to be true and to your best interest is just good, plain, common horse sense. Uh, do you understand what I mean, Lamont? Mm-hmm. I do, Major. I've always said that heroes should be judged by the measure of fear they have in their hearts. Not by what they do, but by how afraid they were to do it. Well, that makes them pretty rare individuals, doesn't it, Lamont? It does, Margot. I think I've only known one man who really measured up to those qualities in all my life. Who is that, Lamont? Sebastian. Remember him? Yes. Yes, I do. Well, don't you think he was a real hero? Yes, he was. Sebastian? Hmm. I don't think I've ever heard of him. Uh, was he recommended for the service corps? No, Major. Sebastian was a man who crossed our paths one summer on Little Cauldron Island. One of the more remote of the Geechee group, about 80 miles off the Georgia coast. But uh, who was Sebastian? Oh, just a chap who passed unknown and unsung. But for my money, he was a model of the purest form of heroism. Well, I'd like to hear about him. <laughs> Very well. And may I fill your glass, Major? Oh, yes, thanks. Well, Margo and I were vacationing on Little Cauldron that summer. The island was virtually owned by Gerald and Edmund Fergus desolate place. In fact, the Fergus brothers and their sister Polly were the only whites living there. The rest of the population consisted of some 2,000 backward and illiterate natives. Backward and illiterate? It's giving the natives a break, Lamont. You see, Major, these natives practiced a peculiar form of voodooism. They worshipped reptiles. Worshipped reptiles? I know it seems unbelievable to find such primitiveness only a few hours' journey from the Georgia coast, Nevertheless, it's true. I still carry proof of it here on my watch chain. Uh, what is it? A bit of hard wood carved to resemble a serpent's head. The natives use it to ward off evil. The natives call it a snake stone. All of them wear one tied around the neck. Yes. Well, one day, just about dusk, during our first week on the island, Gerald Fergus, Margot, and I had gone down to the beach to meet the mail launch. Edmund Fergus was in his study on the lower floor of the big house attending to his account. Everything was quite orderly, routine, except that up in Miss Polly's room, the rear of the big frame man. The church is heavy tonight, Phoebe. Very heavy. Where are you going? Downstairs, Miss Polly. Uh, well, uh, wait until I finish dressing, please. Tonight, night of dance Congo. All teachers make me dance for spirits of dead. See me go now. Oh, no, please don't go. It's... Oh, they'll begin those dreadful drums in a moment. If you're afraid of dark, you like to teach, maybe? Hey, what is it? Snake stone. Belong to Sini. Keep evil spirits away. Oh, I don't believe in your superstition, Sini. Then see me go. No, 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 please, Sini. It do you no good for me to say. What do you mean? Please, 
I know that Govi Papaloi, which man of little cauldron, put voodoo on Mr. Edmund, Mr. Gerald, and hurt you. I don't believe that, Timmy. It's either Papaloi has to have some of our clothing or our hair. Something that belongs to us to make the voodoo work. You're right, Miss Paula. You're right. Of course. Of course I'm right. Maybe Miss Polly noticed the cynic in her hairbrush. Miss Polly must be careful. She's losing hair. <laughs> Mr. Gerald, Mr. Edmund losing hair, too. All further leave hair and brushes. But Cini takes hair. She takes hair. Cini! She did it. She gave the Colvin calling for the witch man. Because she hates us. All of them do. They don't want us here. She must get dressed and tell Edmund all about it. He'll fix her. He'll have her arrested. She put an end to all this. Look outside that window. Oh, Tara. Who's there? I can see someone. Who is it? Tell me.
And, and nothing has really been given to them. And so you could, you could work up various types of fantasy equipment. I mean, you could, you could really, really get involved with this thing so that you have a whole control room that you enter. And you sit in this special seat. And uh, it's like, it's like a, a, a flight simulator. And you sit in a special seat. And you could take uh, symbolic courses. And for after three months, you are able now, after so many simulated hours in the flight control center, this equipment, you are able to attain certain readout results that take very, very touchy uh, special control. And it doesn't really, you're not landing anything or flying anything. You're not, you're not in a flight simulator. The machine is its own end. Now, wouldn't it be... Edmund Fuggins. Edmund Fuggins. He's right. The monarch is Edmund. He's alive. Yes. Yes, I see him now. Beautiful 
that that confluction of powers that 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 the, the, the radial vectors all come together, the fantastic performance where this guy is operating a machine that is rapidly deteriorating, you see. It is rapidly deteriorating, and that if he does not hit this, and of course you have to, you have to have a punishment factor. If he does not hit this at exactly the right moment, it's tremendously complex, that an enormous surge of power ejects him right out of his seat back. You know that's true, Edmund. You had Polly done away with, and you yourself gave Gerald 
I throw poison in his drink. That's blasphemy. You killed him to satisfy your insane craving for power. You wish the natives to believe in your supernatural resurrection. Enough. I've heard enough. You killed your brother and sister to save your own neck. Deny that if you can. Take him away. Take them away, both of them. Obey on your back, speak to you. Take them to the ceremonial ground. Place them under guard in one of the huts. Tomorrow at dawn, they shall die. Oh! <laughs> 